ready to go live. Yes, mm. now we are live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So uh, today's guest will be Paola Didone. And I hope I pronounce that like mm, at least good because I'm not mm -hmm. um, good in any kind of pronunciation, like even English and definitely not in other languages. But uh, I'm so great grateful to have you, Paula, here because you are in the SEO industry like even more uh, than me and you have been working in the agency side and in-house. And uh, I remember having an initial call with you just like a few weeks ago, even like months. And I really mm -hmm. enjoyed because I remember a lot of like some kind of like similarities that we all have. So I'm look, really looking forward to this session to talk about your experience, your journey, imposter syndrome, um, if you want to bring the conference <laughs> experience as well, because that it was like very uh, kind of like very emotional and like I, I connected <laughs> with you and that level. So yeah, thank you so much for joining. I am Adriana Goyadin. I am SEO manager and coach for SEO professionals. I helping SEO professionals to handle actually all these SEO challenges that we are facing uh, this time, especially in October and November, since they are like very busiest months for all. And my goal with the SEO happy hour is actually bring all these kinds of challenges that we are having, but we are not communicating between each other so let's bring awareness and let's let's see how to handle the challenges that we have uh, for all people who are uh, seeing us live please let us know in the comments where are you coming from and if you have any questions feel free to uh, let us know and um, sorry because like this is just like LinkedIn live so we are not able to actually communicate like with a um, like face to face so all the questions you have you can like drop in the in the comments and definitely like my big goal for the future is to figure out like which platform is the best for this streaming but I'm still learning so uh, I hope it will come soon so enough about me uh, so let's talk about who is Paula and uh, about her as your journey well first of all uh, hi everyone Paula here thank you Adriana so much for having me um, I also quite enjoyed our, our discussion so I was looking forward to to share my experience uh, with everyone and hopefully it's useful and like Adriana said if you have any questions while I talk or comments please feel free to send them and I can answer. But um, yeah, I'm currently uh, working in-house um, as a digital marketing manager for SEO specifically, but my journey started quite a long time ago, well, almost six years ago now in SEO. Um, as an SEO analyst, I was completely new uh, as a lot of people are when they first start their career. Uh, depending on, yeah, you might have other digital marketing experience. In my case, I only had like some experience in e-commerce, um, but not really that much. So um, I was very lucky to um, join as an SEO analyst a, an agency in London, a very good one, um, where I work with some of the best people I know in the industry. I learned 
everything I know from them. I'm, to this day, I'm still very, very grateful. But I guess some of the context um, to, to me getting that position is that I was also coming from a very, very different industry. Um, I didn't particularly study, you know, digital marketing or SEO. Like there wasn't a degree for this type of thing. Um, I studied finance. <laughs> I was working in finance before that. Um, so I came from a completely different background. Um, I then got through a quick experience in e-commerce and that led me to understand and discover, first of all, what is SEO. So then I joined this agency who gave me this opportunity to learn everything from scratch because I had like other good experiences that I could bring to the table. But at the beginning, I felt very much like, why am I here anyway? <laughs> what am I doing here again? <laughs> Why did you choose me? Are you sure? <laughs> like that, that was going on through my head. As soon as I realized how good the people I was working with every day were, I was every day going to work thinking, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't be here. I don't deserve to be here. And I'm never going to be as good as they are especially and I was you know nobody I was working with was making me feel that way actually I was very much like supported empowered I was very lucky I can't say anything about the surrounding environment but I was putting this pressure on myself um, and I think I didn't quite have it clear in my head what the trajectory was meant to be maybe it wasn't very clear for the agency either at the beginning and we could have come up with a more clear plan but in reality I was putting all that pressure on me because I was measuring myself against people who had three four five years of experience were very technical were very good at managing clients like I didn't have any of those skills <laughs> and I was thinking oh I need to catch up to that level immediately so I was saying yes to everything. I want to do this task. I want to do that, that task. I want to do this super technical, difficult task. And I was putting myself in the shoes of someone maybe I shouldn't have at the beginning. I should have been more patient with myself and give myself the time to digest the information, to, to do more simple tasks at the beginning. <laughs> rather than wanting to go for the technical ones that maybe wouldn't lead necessarily to the path to be a consultant, but would lead me to be more technical, but not necessarily knowing how to come up with an SEO strategy, advice on the SEO strategy, that those are, you know, the consulting skills you need to get to to become a consultant besides understanding also the technical thing. So that was in like five minutes, the first uh, year, if not more, of me working in SEO. So I put a lot of pressure. I, I also enjoyed, <laughs> like, uh, it's not that I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. I was enjoying because it was, it's an industry that's very fast-paced, always changing, always something new, different. You work on different industries, different, different issues on different websites. So it's always something new, and that was challenging as well, and, and I liked it. So, yeah, if I didn't enjoy that aspect, probably I wouldn't stick with it, right? So it wasn't just, I don't want you to think that I was just in pain. <laughs> no, not at all. I also enjoy quite a lot. 
but I have to recognize that I had a lot of anxiety inside of me, anxiety to to perform well, to want to be recognized, to want to see the progression and to want to see myself to finally get on that path of, oh, I'm going to be then a consultant, I can manage clients, I can advise on much higher level tasks. And, and that takes time. And I didn't realize how much time I needed to give myself to do it, what kind of tasks might have been better than others. I was just very, very impatient with myself. <laughs> and uh, what would you tell um, younger, you young, uh, to your younger yourself? I'm talking too much today, so I'm just like, keep forgetting like- No, no, <laughs> it's- uh, what would you said like because like a lot of SEO professionals are actually just like saying yes to everything and that is kind of like especially if you are like the first years of your ex uh, of your experience and like your career like you just can't say no so what would yep. you advise um <laughs> Not only you just cannot say no, I would add to that also, you don't know what to say yes to. Mm. And, and it's, it, it can paralyze some people. When I later then became a manager and I was teaching other people, you know, the, the, the skills, um, I realized that some people didn't really know exactly what would lead them to upskill, what would lead them to the next step. And I think the best way to go about it is make a list. And you don't have to make a list by yourself. Make a list with your manager about all the different topics that there are in SEO and all the different type of work that lead to understand, for example, if you want to learn about site speed what is a task that is gonna lead you from knowing zero to knowing one to knowing two to knowing three and there is a way to do that you don't have to do a full site speed technical audit you can do a partial one and all of a sudden you know about some of the metrics of core web vitals and there are lots of resources out there for this i mean you can even use something, Aleida Solis does that very well. She breaks down all the topics in SEO and the type of work or exposure to job, uh, to, to tasks that you need to do in order to then understand the topic a little bit more. So it's not that you have to necessarily come up with the list by yourself. Your manager will know very well what that list looks like. And if, if your manager... It, he or she might not have it and that's fair enough but there are a lot of resources out there that's the beauty of, of SEO there is so much out there and that's the other thing that was a bit challenging it was like whoa I can read so many things from Moz from Botify from you name it I'm not gonna bore everyone with it but there is blog about everything where do you start? <laughs> and, and the answer to that is ask, ask who's been there before, ask your manager. Probably they have a list of resources for you. Um, I, I've done a lot of that with the agency I was working for. I've done a lot of reading myself, but uh, it can get overwhelming. <laughs> 
So if you have a clear list of the, ta of the different topics, topics in SEO and the tasks that lead to get to know each one a little bit more, then you are able to make a more informed decision because especially if you are in agency, month by month you plan the task and you know exactly, oh, next month we have to deliver these like five, six projects. And you might be able to be like, mm, can I work on the log file analysis because I want to be more technical? Can I work on the backlink audit because I've never done it? But if you have that list and you match it against, oh, the, this is what's happening, you can ask whoever is managing the clients. You can ask, okay, what, what tasks are coming up? Then you can connect the dots and, and it's a lot easier to then also measure where you're at in terms of, okay, how much do I know? You're literally able to tick those boxes like, oh, I've done this, I've done this. This means that I now know this much about this topic and I'm confident, less confident. You might need more than one task per topic. Even I've, I mean, you do three tech audits and you still can learn. You, you, you're, I'm constantly learning to this day. It never ends, right? Uh, but the more you get to do those things, the more you become comfortable and then you can move on to tick the next box. And it's actually a very like psychological exercise to tick the, those lists and be like, oh, look how much I now have experienced and know. And unless you keep track of it, it's hard to understand, oh, okay, this is a topic that I'm an expert by now this is a topic where i'm less of an expert but i spend my time on these things that i know very well i can move on to something else and i think that helps mm -hmm. and this is great because usually uh seo professionals are just checking like what they don't know and like what others know but like they're not kind of like uh taking a look what they have learned and how far they can come they come actually, because when you're just like comparing yourself to the others, you're feeling that kind of like insufficiency and lack of the full kind of like full feeling, but also it can impact your, the present when you're just like checking that list and like remembering how hard it was to, for example, to achieve some of the tasks and yeah. you did it. And when that list is uh, quite long, then you can be actually very grateful for uh, all your journey that uh, you experienced. And of course, like there is a huge journey like in front of you, but like, let's be a little bit like also kind of aware where you did come from and like how uh, how much you didn't know in the start and how much you know, because like then it makes you a little bit like, yeah, maybe I'm doing good. Exactly. And if you're just like seeing like, oh, and you in all these lists, you will discover a new rabbit hole that you don't know, like during the SEO audit, like I think even like new SEO audits that I'm uh, currently working on, every time I discover something new and every time I discover something that I don't know and then I need to learn. <laughs> Yeah, but and it's it, normal. It's, yeah. it's how it is. You will never be the full hundred percent expert. Like no. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what you were saying is 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 really good because we are often used to have that measuring stick for this is how much I don't know. But then, like, what about all this that I've I've come this far? Like, I was I was 
here you can see it but I, yeah. was, I was far away and now i've come this far and i just have to cover this much which is not a lot like it's there's a there's a way to do this that i think helps to support mentally a lot more so just small steps just small steps like it make your day more enjoyable yeah and i think it also helps you realize sometimes going back and seeing what you've worked on you may be able to think oh i actually enjoy this or oh, i don't i didn't enjoy that as much um but i'm an expert in this and then this is how people tend to specialize on some things like there are people in seo who are very well known for being an expert in the e-commerce industry for example and people follow them for that there are people who are very much expert for technical seo and so it helps you also if you want to specialize to realize oh i might actually be an expert and i enjoy it maybe i need to push down that road and continue on that and build my own brand on it not a requirement in any way but it's another way to to move your career if you want to yeah because people are usually confused which career path they need to choose and everybody's saying just like go to niche like be a, a expert in some specific things but like some people are enjoying to have like the broader knowledge about like even seo ppc and then like sure if you are enjoying like ppc and seo perfect like definitely there are so many companies that are actually love this approach and it would they will be grateful to have you as an expert there if you want to go like very technical niche for specific b2b or e-commerce just like go there like whatever suits you actually yeah absolutely and actually when you get to if you make the move like from agency to in-house if you have a wider knowledge of the context and how things work it, will, it, it is very helpful because you are part of a wider team and you have to fit within the the wider digital marketing plan that includes paid social brand team who has its own say content it's you need to know how all these parts work together so yeah uh, there in no in no way in no shape or form someone should feel the pressure of specializing to something very specific in seo and that's something i i had as well i, I thought oh i need to specialize or i need to be a great speaker because everybody i work with were incredible speakers which is great um and i i i've enjoyed speaking myself at brighton seo a couple of times but uh, as you know and, and i'm happy to share now the, the the first time around when i did it i i was extremely nervous i was lucky enough to be able to keep it together on stage and i did it and it was no one knew i was nervous but i the whole process leading up to it i felt i didn't enjoy it i didn't enjoy it at all what kind and, of thoughts you had during this process like what did you think like what will happen i felt like i wasn't an expert by all means in seo in any shape or form i didn't feel like i had enough of a voice in the industry or experience to be able to to speak from a 
from a perspective of an expert. And no one was expecting that. No one was putting this pressure on me. In fact, the agency was very much like, you can do it. You're going to do great. They and all my ex-colleagues helped me so much in preparing. Uh, we did so many run-throughs. But my thoughts were always like, I have prepared uh, a, a topic that is not interesting, uh, that is nothing special, and and nobody it's, will it, listen. Nobody, it won't matter really. And and the funny thing is that they they you know you never know in which stage you're gonna end up when you pitch to Brighton SEO, right? So I found out, I forgot how many months before the actual thing, that I was going to be on the biggest stage. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so I then realized, because they take you to a walkthrough before you, if it's your first time speaking there, and I realized, okay, like I'm on the bigger biggest stage, which means... Like the lights around me and I'm barely going to see the audience. So I'm going to pretend I talk to myself, <laughs> um, which is one way to look at it. But for example, I was the first, I think it was the very first talk right after lunch. I went for lunch way earlier to get it out of my way. I went back to the stage uh, when everybody was at lunch during the break that there is. And I kept practicing by myself and I was walking the stage to get used to the, the feeling of being there, really. Mm -hmm. But I was ventilating. <laughs> I was ventilating and I was prepared. I knew my presentation. It's not like, you know, sometimes you might have those feelings if you're unprepared. But I was prepared. It was just the feeling of why, again, why am I here anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing interesting to to present. And yeah. mm -hmm. in the end, it, you know, the presentation went well. Uh, I spoke, I delivered, I was on time. I It, it was okay. People laugh at my joke, so... Yeah, that, <laughs> right. that's the most important thing. <laughs> that is very important. People laughed. So when you create that connection, it, it helps. But what I didn't enjoy is the whole process leading up to it. Like, I didn't leave it, you know, as an excitement of, wow, it's going to be an experience. I will network. I get to do this. Mm, it, it, however it will go, I will enjoy. I, I didn't. I was very not confident with myself and, not, and feeling like an imposter. Like, why am I speaking in front of thousands of people and I've been working in SEO eight months? Like, what? why? <laughs> why? Why would they listen to me? So it's, it's, it's normal, I guess, to a certain degree to have those feelings, but it, it feels also very unfair. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I should have been able to enjoy. Because hmm? in the end, you delivered... In the yeah. end, like you delivered, like it was great. I, I believe that actually people could learn a much from your presentation and the data that you presented. But in the end, like what is the most kind of like the, the hardest thing and it's not fair, all the process, like these negative thoughts, imposter syndrome thoughts, 
self-doubt thoughts having ruined your journey yeah and the journey is the thing because it's what takes the longest when you're up there presenting less than 20 minutes is done yeah but i hated the whole leading up to it leading up to it i i, I was having nightmares days before like that's not that's not good <laughs> it wasn't yeah. healthy you know and then i didn't speak at a conference for a long time i spoke um at a smaller one at the beginning of the journey of women in tech seo when it was still like at the very beginning Mm -hmm. because our agency hosted one of their first meetings. So I spoke there. Um, but again, like, I, I was like, I'm yeah, not, I'm not, not, this is I... not really what I should be doing, is it? And then I didn't speak for maybe two or three years. Well, COVID happened in the meantime, but you could do it online, right? Brighton SEO was still happening online, but I was like, no, no. I, I spoke again last year, uh, yeah, 2022 uh, in April. Mm, I think, and it, how was I think it? completely different, completely different. What has been changed? <laughs> what changed is that I finally accepted the, the journey that I had to get through and the fact that you will never be, I had an idea, I had the idea at the beginning of my career that to be able to speak at any conference, you have to know everything. You have to be an expert in everything. And after four or five years, I still know that I'm never gonna know everything but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's totally normal. No one knows everything. And obviously I had more experience, so that helped me with some confidence, but I also had more experience in learning to push back when I don't know the things, learning to give myself the time, learning to say, I don't know, but I can find out and understanding that it's okay to say that. Mm -hmm. And and at the beginning, I thought that's not acceptable. I, I have to know everything. Why? Because I was looking at myself and then I was listening to the consultant in the room who most of the time had an answer for everything. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God, I have to know everything. I have to know everything. But in reality, they knew as far as they had experience. But there were times in which they were like, I will find out. Yeah, and it's because... Okay. In that moment, we are not taking into consideration that actually they have been in the industry for a while, five, six years. We are just like joining that moment, that meeting, even just like with a couple of months of experience. And we are expecting and putting the pressure on ourselves. We need to know as much as the senior person knows in that moment. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and then, then it's completely disaster. Yeah. Yeah. And also people might face client calls that might not be as as friendly as they could be where there's a lot of pushback and it's okay to have pushback from clients. It's okay to question the things. Um, it's not okay when it's done in a rude way. 
Mm-hmm. And, and you know, part of you is like, wait, the client needs to be happy. <laughs> but the client is dealing with a human. And we tend to forget that. And in our industry, I don't want to blame it on, on, on anybody, but it's a fact that very often I sit in a room and I'm the only woman. <laughs> so then if some rudeness happens, might happen from a man. <laughs> only because of statistics not because they are rude no 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 that's not what i'm saying at all but it, it can happen from from women as well in, in obviously um but then you start to to feel smaller <laughs> as a woman unfortunately for whatever reason like your own projection sometimes it's it might not be the client thing but it makes it harder to speak up, to stand up for yourself, to be like, wait, am I just, am I supposed to know? Am I Am I supposed to uh, excuse myself? Or is it okay to be like, well, let me double check, um, get back to you. So there's a lot of factors going on that ca- can affect how you then take the next client call. You might be, psychologically really under stress because of other things and you might not be in that place otherwise yeah because in these moments we are not taking step back and like okay i'm here for a couple of months maybe even like one two three years i don't know some things i can come back to the client definitely like client needs to be happy but do i need to be happy as well (laughs) yes exactly in that moment we are just like feeling these kinds of like lack of the confidence uh we are putting on ourselves like judging like why i didn't know that like i should know that like i have this job i really need to know that even like if i don't know that i will lose my kind of like reputation and we are judging ourselves so much and it feels like we are we are feeling like a shit but it's, yeah. in the reality, like it's not true because like we don't know uh, everything. We are not going to supposed to know everything and we will never know everything. <laughs> no. And no. just like be kind of like more kind to ourselves, especially in these moments. And like during the, the, the whole SEO uh, journey and career, I think like we are judging like too much, like even ourselves, others. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of, um, yeah, pressure, really. And and this isn't an excuse for going to a meeting unprepared. Like, that's, yeah. that's not what we're talking about here at all. Um, you should always be prepared, do your due diligence, do your work. But very often you are the expert in the room who has been working on delivering whatever project that is and has been staring at the pages for so long and working and testing and working and testing them. And when someone make you feel like doubting everything you're saying, then it shouldn't feel like that because you are the expert in the room. You have done all the work. If you are prepared, you are prepared and if something has slipped that you didn't maybe you didn't have the context of some other things that the client might have that's that's okay as well 
you can always say, well, I, I didn't have this context until now. I will go and change the recommendations or double check. Like there is always more context than, than what we are looking at sometimes. And it's okay that we don't always see it as well. So, but we put a lot of, well, I put a lot of pressure on myself for, for wanting to know and having an answer and giving extremely outstanding recommendations for everything, even where sometimes I was disappointed with, with myself if I didn't have like super amazing recommendations, mind-blowing, out-of-the-box recommendations. And, and then with time you realize, well, actually like those simple recommendations sometimes people don't even know why they're important and you really are the expert in the room even if you're making a simple recommendation on a page optimization a lot of people don't know why that matters why it matters to change a title tag and it's a, a matter of be willing to to bridge that gap really and 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 explaining why the things should be the way that you're recommending they are and they don't have to be out of out of the world out of space recommendation change your whole website like no 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 recommendations can be simple and still be good in fact when they are simple and actionable much better because they're easier to action client side right they have to be reasonable with what they can and cannot implement and that's what appreci what's appreciated more than crazy recommendations yeah and i love this like recommendations out of space because like that is like what we are actually looking in the like any seo report that we are doing or like seo audits so let's bring firstly let's bring as much possible recommendations and like let's put yes. everything on the presentation <laughs> but what i have discovered is we are putting like so many recommendations because we are feeling that like whatever we do it's not enough yeah yeah and even the client is demanding but in the most of cases we are doing that because of our lack of kind of like what is actually good enough and like what is sufficient because like if we are feeling insufficient you're going to do that like with the SEO, with the, any SEO report, with the, any like SEO strategy, with the, any recommendations, even on the meetings, we will just like keep explaining like why we are doing this, like why this is important and like, and that you are doing when you are feeling insufficient. When you are feeling that is good enough, then for the next SEO report, you will not bring like top, top, top 100 issues that website is currently having you will bring the most like top tens the biggest wins the most crucial things that we are doing for the next like four weeks and then again we will bring more but when you are feeling that everything is kind of like insufficient like you're just like bring that all and what happens on the other side clients is just like overwhelmed by overwhelmed. all these things absolutely they're seeing you as a like kind of like a person without focus you didn't have like enough time to explain the importance and then like in the end they will not believe you because like you're just like all over the place and then yeah. like we are accusing clients that they don't believe in the seo and then they don't what seo is actually but like let's let's start from us how we approached this seo collaboration that we have with the client 
Yeah. And something else I'm quite guilty of is when I felt like I wasn't delivering enough or I thought, or I was getting fast at doing things because, oh, I have a lot of experience in this. I can deliver it quickly. Um, then I would over-deliver. I would add more tasks to my to the month budget and, and that is over-delivering. And you can do that once in a while. It's, it's okay. But that's a lot of pressure to put on you because then you get the client used to that level of delivery, which may not feasible every month. Um, but when you have some of that insecurity of like, well, this, this tech audit didn't take me that long, so I'm going to squeeze in something else. But in, in reality, you still have done a full, full tech audit. Like, and that takes a certain level of skills, time, and attention for detail, whatever, and resources. You might not always be able to add more things to your plate. So you have to be, it's a slippery slope. You have to be very careful. You can do that sometimes. I think it's, it's a nice thing to do if you can, but it's something that once you start going down that path, it can be very dangerous. And I, I have been guilty of that. I had to kind of pull back and, and be like, well, I have to say no to this because, well, we're running out of budget. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's a tough answer to give as well, but sometimes you have to be able to say no. And it's one of the things I, I can struggle with because I want to constantly prove, constantly prove it's, it's, problem here like oh i have to prove yeah. myself that i can do more i'm so good at delivering look at i'm gonna give you this on top of that and on top of this and on top of that and yeah i think that the the biggest question here like if i am proving my worth to this or i'm if i'm actually helping to the process to the client and like what what's enough because like if i just trying to prove myself to my manager to my team members like then like I'm going straight to the hell because like once I'm in all these like insufficiencies, like over delivering, not saying no, um, not don't know how to push back, then like everything will just like come back to me 10 times, but like harder to hit my head in the end. Absolutely. Yeah. And how to push back actually. <laughs> <laughs> Very good question. You tell me, no, I'm just kidding. I know the answer, but yeah, I'm looking for all your answers as well. It's, it's one that I don't know I'll ever be good at, to be honest with you. Um, I have, in my career, like agency side, because clients used to, like, I tend to be able to create a really good relationships with them. And so I was the good guy in the room, mm -hmm. the good person. I'm delivering. I'm the constant point of contact. So when time came around where we had to say, no, like this is getting too much because I had such good relationship, then we will bring someone else in to deliver the bad news so that I could keep. <laughs> so this is, this is me being like, completely honest like i i'm not good at it um i have learned to do it by email sometimes if a request would come in 
more than halfway through the month and I know I already spent like uh, the majority of the budget on something and this request would take more resources than we have available and we cannot shift them somehow, then it's this is how I would justify. I would be like, look, this is, and, and is a way that I would go about pushing back now. Um, this is what we have delivered so far based on what we have agreed and make sure you always have in writing what you have agreed on. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and this is what, we, what this is what we have worked on, based on the what we agreed, and we've got like this far on it, and we have this much budget left. So this task you're requiring would take X Y Z resources. We advise to bring it next month, or if you think that it's actually something that is a high priority because uh, there is a campaign that needs to go out and needs some help. There is. Um, a Google algorithm update of the month that has messed things around that happened to me so many times I had to push the roadmap out the window and spend like three days analyzing algorithm updates for my clients that's okay as long as you set the expectation of that's fine but this work I was working on and planning to deliver this month is going to be pushed to next month so as long as you make that expectation clear then everybody's happy and things are in writing and no one can push back or complain. Well, they can complain, but there is so many resources you can work with. So, But when you put everything in the place, they will not definitely complain. Uh, I think when it comes to push, uh, backing, push, push, backing, uh, I think we need to divide. Is this something that I'm feeling that I need to deliver? Just like because of that kind of like people pleasing things, um, showing that I'm great expert, showing that I know I know how to do that, showing that I can do that fast, showing that is just like easy fix for me, or is actually if we have like certain amount of hours that we are usually working with the clients, then we can say like hey. And they then we have some phrases like how we can rephrase that. Like for example, if they are coming uh, to us with a, like more and more tasks, then always is good to say like, "Hey, I'm working on this. Do you want to reshift my focus and working yeah. on that?" Or like, "What is the the highest priority?" Or like, "I would recommend to work on this." But like, if if you have any thoughts, so this is just about phrasing. But definitely, the first step is actually to check like how we are feeling about that because like if there is a statistic kind of like metrics data about hours about deliverables that we have done for that month then it's clear it's easier to push back if you're feeling again about that like you really need to um, do that just like to keep that good relationship with the client but then it's coming from your like that you need to please them but also like if you are just explaining them, then like it's expected to get a good, since we are having already a good relationship with the client, like they will understand. But we are always kind of like trying to please them, but definitely we need to have that kind of like real, I I don't know how to phrase that uh, properly, but like if we are like, if we are friends, I will do that for you and you will that, something for me but Mm -hmm. like we are on the same level like 
I'm not going to work for you like this. And then like, but if something I don't want to uh, do for you, then like you will complain. So we are not like in, on the same kind of like level relationship. Definitely when it's client, when we are working with the clients, there is a tendency that we need to please them. But also I really think that there is a tendency to like present what we have done, data metrics and like see like, hey, how we can reshape that. Yeah. And like, just don't be afraid of it because like people are like in the 90% are afraid how kind will actually uh, say. And like in the end, they're not saying anything and they will say like, okay, let's do that like next week. And that's it. Yeah. I think that the communication is, is really can, can solve a lot of problem and setting expectations be very like clear and upfront about what you can and cannot do. And uh, nobody, nobody's going to get as angry as you think that they will because i was imagining myself you know a lot of things that in reality are not happening and every time i then push back in some cases everything was fine so you learned that with time yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and definitely and you mentioned like communication and expectation but it's so it's easy to say that but it's so hard to implement that <laughs> communication yeah. Because we are coming from the background that if we are asking something, that means that we don't know. Yes. And then yes. it's a blocker. That is and true. And when you go to the, like higher corporate ladders and like when you are growing your SEO career, you see how many and how much actually just like asking simple questions, even stupid stupid questions that seem stupid can help you actually to to implement your work and actually can how, how your work can be done easily because yeah. like you know exactly what you need to do you set the right expectations but i think that the, the real issue is here like how to reshift that kind of like pattern in our brain that's we are thinking just like, yeah, if I ask something, like they will think that I'm stupid or something like that. Once you overcome that, like then you open a door for like good communication, good relationship and like good expectations, like setting expectations. Yeah, that's a very good point. I totally agree. And also, you know, it's true that sometimes clients ask things and they think it's it's a high priority and they want everything now. And even if you deliver it in the end, they actually cannot implement things. And I learned that the hard way, not only through my clients, but also being now in-house and realizing how many actual blockers there are to do anything, to approve the most simple things, depending on which, which company you join and how much red tape there is and what's the process of approving things like the client might be asking for things for you to deliver but what can they actually action yeah mm, that is is a very very little portion of it if any it's more about them getting the reassurance that they have the data they can show internally the that the agency is working on something or it's it's not always so urgent so opening that communication and also asking like why do you need this what is it who is it going 
to be presented to. Those are also questions that at the beginning never occurred to my mind to kind of get mm -hmm. more context on. I would just say, yes, like we shift, okay. But then like, what's, what's the goal? What are you trying to achieve? And sometimes the client was trying to achieve something that wasn't going to be achieved through that task they might be asking. And then you can say, look, to get what you need, this is what we should be doing. And that actually saves a lot of time and makes the client a lot happier. So it's, again, about, like, asking those questions. <laughs> and that's a great point. That's a great point because, like, when we are in the agency side, we are, we are suggesting all these, like, awesome recommendations that we have. And then we are so angry why the client is not implementing them. But in that kind of, like, situations, we are thinking that, like, clients have just like us and like SEO work on their hands. And like, we are just like surprised why they are so slow. And like, it's very crucial here to actually stop and like think like how much overload they have on their side, because like SEO is not the, mo the most important thing. And like, they don't, they're not just like looking what can be done, done and fixed by SEO. So we really need to no. provide like even more understanding uh, for our clients and then like help in the way you, you mentioned. So, yeah. And not only that, I think offering also some sort of training for the stakeholders, client side. So one of the things I found once, once I moved in-house was that there were people that knew SEO very well and or at least like why it's important how it works but there were people who had no clue mm -hmm. and and but but we're still very open to like learning and understanding and that's very much key because when you have that then you can educate people and to to, to explain like, why are we allies? Like, I'm not here to say we have to use resources just for SEO. I'm here to say my work in SEO will help your work in brand awareness and your content to get out there and indexed and, and your PR efforts to get links. So it's it's about being willing to to have that conversation about like, what do you know about SEO? How can I help you to bridge that gap so that you know how to use my resource in the end? Because all you are, once you move in-house, is really a resource and and a point for checking, are we doing the right thing or not? Is this how it should be done? <laughs> and you just say yes, no, and, and, and it takes a lot of conversations. But I, I created a few training, internal trainings, and and they were received really well, and people appreciate at least the effort of, of of making that knowledge available because SEO can be quite complicated. It can be like such a concept up in the air. Like, and, and yet people use it every day. As soon as you open your Google browser, you are using SEO, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, having those conversations internally, whether you are in-house or, or in agency and to understand like what's, what's the buy-in of SEO? What do higher stakeholders understand? Because that helps either your point of contact or your team to create a better flow, to find the resources needed for the things that need to pr be prioritized. Obviously, they won't prioritize everything, but you can collaborate a lot better 
and in the end it will help you and your actually work because like if you are educating your clients internal teams stakeholders like doesn't matter like who they are seeing like value because like you're making like these seo like very hard terms uh, explanation like in much more easier way for them to understand to see the value and definitely in this situation people will be more open to give you more budget to give you more resources to implement these things because like now they know like how they can actually help to to the future goals or something yeah like that. exactly and and i certainly went through the phase in-house when i first joined thinking or, or feeling like people don't want to get me involved in the meetings because i might be the person who now pushes for doing things differently and mm. and so once you actually make the knowledge available to people um you create a relationship and once you create that relationship and people are not afraid of what is seo you become more human <laughs> first mm -hmm. of all because you have a relationship um but people also understand why what you're recommending is not just a different way of doing things because you think you know better is a way of doing things differently because it might help xyz you know teams um so that's what actually helped me over time and you know it, it takes it's a transition i would say to go from from agency to be in-house and it takes a i would say like if anyone goes through that it takes at least two, three months to kind of build those relationships. Sometimes with some people more because they might have been in the business for like 10 years and nobody brought SEO to their attention before. So you have to, it's nothing personal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's nothing personal. It's just the way things have been done. And, and but I had moments where I was like, I'm just not being, I'm just being ignored. I'm not being involved in this. I'm not being involved in that, but it takes time. Yeah. And it's, and it's okay. And as you say, when, once you create those, those trainings, you create value and, and people appreciate it. Yeah. So there's and other ways. <laughs> yeah. The keyword that you just said, like, don't take this personally, because even like you mentioned the the the, the case when you are working in house so um, this can be very common case that you are feeling that you are invisible that basically nobody is respecting you yes and then in these <laughs> moments like your confidence is just like dropping absolutely but in in, in reality like nobody's even like thinking about you because like no. they have so much pressure on themselves with other tasks and like maybe they and limitations of what yeah. can and cannot be done exactly so if you are but the, the hardest thing is actually just like step back and say like yeah that that's not personal it's just the way how i can actually help and just like in the easy quick wins quick explanation maybe just like in the email explain just like few things that you would like to implement on the on the website when you are working in-house so people will see that like people will see that to actually like these small kind of small wins that will definitely lead you to in the long run to be like very visible in your company and that actually other departments coming to you and asking you for questions but like 
exactly. just like building a, a, a small steps for the long long-term relationships yeah yeah it takes it takes time but it's worth it and and it's in my case very often i i still go to dev meetings asking for the same thing i ray i opened a ticket for months ago um and that, but then eventually some of them have been implemented and and people have told me wow we, we have been trying this like forever there were pages that needed to be killed there was a sitemap that nobody updated and they were like nobody has listened so far and i'm like it's because they are bored of me joining every week <laughs> their meeting to the point that the devs told me, please come to our stand-up because you will understand the cue that we have. And I said, mm. don't worry. Like, I trust that you are busy. Um, and I'm not trying to make anybody, you know, feel guilty. I'm not, uh, you don't have to, I'm not trying to keep you accountable. I just need to keep raising this until mm -hmm. it's implemented because it's important otherwise I wouldn't show up and you know in, in many cases eventually things have gotten implemented and things are still in the queue so I keep going to the meetings tomorrow is yeah. today <laughs> <laughs> that's actually great just like keep going to these meetings keep going yeah <laughs> I show up every week <laughs> when they see me appearing they start laughing <laughs> every week now so at least they laugh <laughs> Yeah, at least they laugh and then like in the future that also is building a relationship. So if they have totally. some time, definitely they will prioritize yeah. your your tasks. So yeah, that's yeah. nice. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least they know, you know, you, you, you bring the good the good attitude in the end. Like people are trying to get things done. Nobody's trying to to not get things implemented. It's just people are busy. So yeah. <laughs> It's it's how things are. Don't take it personal. Oh yeah, and yeah, that's I all. love this. <laughs> all right, so really, I want to be very mindful about your time and like this hour fly like yeah. almost incredible. Like I, I didn't even notice that like we are talking for one hour. Um, just for uh, if we have any questions, like you can let me know in the in the comments below. So I would say like for the last couple of minutes. Do you think there is anything that you would like to also like mention, express on your side that we didn't tickle, uh, tackle on in this conversation? Yeah, I think one of the things I struggled with, besides you know, that the in agency struggle, the in house struggle, but also what it means to make that transition and when you, people are going through that interview process. And I know a lot of people who have or are struggling with that. Mm -hmm. uh, I struggle myself because I've been told many times, oh, your agency experience is like, you don't have in-house experience. So sorry, you, you don't know. <laughs> mm, and that's awesome. a very tough thing to hear. Um, especially when, when you've worked in agency with a lot of different clients and different case studies and you think you, you, think you have enough experience. Um, and, and I know people who give up and just keep 
going from agency to agency, but really their dream is, oh, I want to make that jump. And it doesn't have to be, you know, just agency to in-house can be also the other way around. Like, oh, you are in-house, you want to go in agency and they tell you, well, you don't know how to manage a client. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's fair enough. Like some people might tell you that uh, and they're entitled to their opinion, but that shouldn't hold you back from making that jump, whichever jump you're trying to make. Because just as you started learning SEO one way or another, you can learn SEO from uh, doing it in-house or doing it in agency. Um, you, you can make that transition. It's, it's, it can be difficult, but it's, it's doable. <laughs> um, and, you know, we don't have time to go through, like, what have I done to prove that I could do it? Um, but it's just another thing that might put people down and and hold them where they are and and I think it should be talked about mm-hmm. because it's it's a struggle and how to handle actually this question um honestly this is a new to me as well because I'm still like in the in the consulting agency world how to handle the 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 the, the, the question and the statement like you haven't been in house so you don't know how it is um so you might not be in house but in agency you probably have been exposed to uh besides your point of contact calls with devs that are working with your point of contact where you had to explain things to them directly because it was just easier for your point of contact for you to do it directly and you can talk about that and you can say well i haven't worked with devs but i know how to speak to them or mm-hmm. I help my clients to write uh, and raise Jira tickets. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you can speak from that point of view because at the end of the day, you are an extension of your point of contact. Um, and if you haven't had that experience yet, ask for it. Because maybe your point of contact is having a hard time with their dev to explain some of the things and you can be like, and it's one of the things I've done in, in my experience in agency. I said, do you want me to present? There were some very technical things that I needed to present, especially around like site speed, log file analysis. And I said, I can, if you want to bring the devs to the call, it will be easier because then things are explained to them directly and there's not like a chain of conversation. And, and that helped. And then you start to learn what it is to handle the pushback from the desk because there will there will be a lot. But then you get that experience and you can bring it to the table in an interview. Mm-hmm. And as well, you can talk about experience with the content team. So very often for our clients, we had to build content and work with their content development team. And you can say, well, I haven't been in-house, but I work with the in-house content team besides the in-house dev team of my client and i know that is more likely you get pushed back from the dev and you might work better with the content so then you start to prioritize things accordingly so you you can you actually have that experience you just didn't realize and if you don't you can create it for yourself just by asking to your point of contact hey can we talk directly to can we bring them to the table and then you can also use it to realize, well, would I like this? Maybe you wouldn't, but maybe you would and you like it. So that's kind of how I did it. <laughs> yeah, you brought actually the great 
options because uh, when you are in the agency, like you are doing so many different things, so many different clients, niches. So basically, there is it's almost impossible that you didn't do anything that you can actually connect with the with that question and kind of use as your benefits and actually as your experience. So, yeah, yeah. So you can gain that in-house experience even even working in in agency and and it's. It's totally doable to make that shift. So, yeah, it's again all about asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I really love this conversation. I think we tackle a lot of good points, and like people who are listening to this is actually are able to have some like actionable like next steps and uh, clarity in their minds. So, thank you so much for taking. Uh, time to hop on this call of and course I'm thank so you for having me <laughs> yeah sure. thank you so much for having me really appreciate it and hopefully it was useful yeah i think it was very useful and uh, definitely i would like to see you maybe uh, in the future for tackling another seo topic so totally uh, thank you so much and have a great evening you too speak soon bye, -bye. bye.